Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 441. Uh, I missed last week. I was not doing very well, and we're not going to get into that, but uh, I spent the night in the hospital or puking my guts out and all sorts of bad things, but let's carry on and uh, let's go away from that. So this is week three of the 2020 CFL season. Uh, looking at the standings, we have uh, surprise, surprise, surprise. we got BC in the lead in the West at 2-0, and and Toronto in the lead in the East at 2-0. and Yes, this is going to be a fabulous season, and we're moving forward. We're going to talk about the Week 3. There are only three games in Week 3, so uh, we'll get to those uh, really quickly. What else are we going to talk about? Oh, my God, did you see all the COVID-19 uh, cases coming out of the Toronto Blue Jays? What is there, like 18, 19 people, coaches and players down? They're going to start playing MLB in uh, another uh, three and a half weeks. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, Downward Nation screening, uh, decade team. Forget that. Who cares? James Walder retires. Oh, I'm worried about that one. And, you know, Todd's put out some good po- uh, comments on that one. So we're going to leave that one to later. XFL, when will they go away? Uh, oh, BLM, not Black Lives Matter, but Bo Levi Mitchell, you get the right one, versus Mike Riley. Who would you take? Uh, that's a segment we're going to talk about. That's quite a, a, a good thing on CFL.ca. I enjoyed that. And Scott Milanovich, he's got some pretty bold statements for us, and we'll take that one at the end. Okay, so um, what's happening? Uh, not much, not much. CFL is dead in the water right now. Uh, there's a lot of whining going on by the players about uh, Randy Ambrosi not passing on information to them. And, uh, you know, the comment is maybe that, you know, he could talk to a few of the uh, players and then the players could distribute the information to everybody else. And I'm going, well, what the fuck is the CFLPA executive committee if it's not a few select players of the CFL? And they're supposed to relay the information to their members. Is that not how negotiations, how uh, the, the the process of communication works. The 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 commissioner has discussions with the PA. Those talks are going on. Okay, they've had several meetings, but the players are left in the dark, and they're bitching at Randy Ambrosi not addressing the players. It's not his job. It's the players' association, executive directors, committee members, whatever the hell they are. It's their job to talk to their 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 members they're you know they're they're repping them why why is oh my god it is it's the biggest clusterfuck i've seen in a very very long time and the worst thing is is i'm not really a randy ambrosi fan and i've made no secret about that over the years on this show um 
but I'm finding myself defending him nonstop right now because the plethora of morons out there who are attacking him for not doing his job. And he is doing his job wonderfully, in my opinion. Okay? And for the first time, I've seen him not screwing up. Oh, I don't know. What's it, what's it going to happen? What's it going to happen? So I got three guys on the panel tonight. We got Charles, William, and Mark. We'll open it up. Uh, Charles, how you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show, and thanks for picking up the slack last week for me. No problem, and welcome back. Uh, I'm doing good. Good, just, good, uh, good. Just same old, same old, just plugging along each and every day like we always do. Yep. Can't do anything else. No, that's true. I, I was actually down on the coast on Friday, a week ago Friday, and I was kind of uh-huh. looking for things to do, this, that, and everything else. And I was going to call you up and, and go out for lunch, but because I figured you'd be at home because that's kind of where you are. And mm-hmm. uh, I was in Abbotsford, and I just I ran out of time. Sorry. Ah. I'm just trying but, to think if I was at home on Friday. I think I was. Yeah, I was at home on Friday. Not this last Friday, because fr- this last Friday I've been still kind of not doing well. It was the Friday right. before that. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. I was still but, home then too, probably. I, I'm sure. You know, it's, it's yep. COVID. Pretty much everybody's yep. a home unless you're doing something silly. But yeah, I would say it just ran out of time Friday afternoon down mm-hmm. on the coast trying to get up the valley and yeah, that needed to get like things that. done. So one of those drive park run in, grab food, get back in car, chew food, run up the thing. Yeah, the A&W down there at Whatcom, they won't let you sit inside. No, they won't. Or No, that's true. Our, our A&W up here in Merritt, they allow us to eat inside. They, they okay, move their yeah. tables around so there's you know, spacing around them, but you're allowed to, to eat inside. But here, some places are down, like that. Some with, places are, uh, it's, it varies. It's not right across like the one company because Tim Hortons is like that too. So yeah. it's not, um, yeah, uh, not just uniform for all locations. So I've no, I, that I've no. noticed. Okay. So anyhow, yep. let's uh, move on here and welcome Mark to the show. How are you doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing good. Got my um, bomber mask today, so I can now go out and deal with all the people. Your bomber mask. I noticed you got a bomber license plate too. Yep. I did. They came in today too, as well. So. Okay, so the number that's on it, which is B ten two hundred. Mhm. Okay, it's very easy to remember your license plate number now. It, does that have any social significance to your seat location or anything? None at all. It's just whatever one comes out. Okay, so it's not box. section ten, seat two hundred, or something, right? No, you that would be cool. Yeah, it would. That would be if you could modify them. It would be really cool. But they come in boxes of 10, and you just grab the one that comes out next. I'm okay with okay. it, though. You've got a great I number. I got, I, it's easy to remember. And yeah. if I really get stuck, it's the numbers of Rod Hill with 10. Yeah. Uh, 20 was actually the first ever CFL superstar in Fritzy Hansen. And then the zero zero can be Keith Stokes and uh, Tom Europe. You're an idiot, okay? It's just <laughs> one two, okay? The number system one two, okay? So ten, put a zero, put one zero, and then put two zeros, okay? Ten two hundred, ten two hundred. I mean, come on, seriously? You're going off and and, and 
people were doing that online today, so I I had to look up for 20 especially because there's been, outside of Fritzy Hansen, I think, and he's from like the 20s. I um, think I knew four guys that have ever worn the number. Yeah, no, you're scaring me now, okay? <laughs> so, my job. Um, I, I know, we're, we're, okay, let's bring Will in. Will, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Cool, cool, very I'm cool. Very good. Um, have you guys uh, noticed that, uh, do you feel safer in the world today than you did like two weeks ago? Because I'm just wondering if we feel safer now that we've disarmed two cartoon characters. Yes, of course. Two cartoon characters. I know yeah. Homer uh, Fudd. I don't know the other one. Yosemite Sam. Oh, right. Yes. Is there a cartoon made that Yosemite Sam does not shoot someone? No. No. And, and you we know what? We grew, that, right? grew up watching that, and we, there's not a problem. But yet the rioting and, and everything else right now, these are the people who grew up watching Teletubbies and Barney. Yeah. Well, I can understand you? Barney. That pisses me off when I see him still. Okay. Come on, it's seriously. A no, it, it's a good thing. A lot of people haven't seen a lot of the really old Bugs Money's and stuff from when it first came out. Oh, oh, oh I know. Island. No, or all those shows like the Lone Ranger and stuff like that. They're roar, roaring around with guns all the time. And that was a kid's show, that. too. It, it, the racism as well. It was it was rampant. Charles Bugs Bunny used to do a lot of blackface. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I know that. You'll notice you don't see those Bugs Bunny cartoons anymore. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I think they should I'm just... That hasn't come I, think, I think to just climatize people... They should cancel every TV show on TV, every show on TV, and they should just play 24 hours a day, all in the family. Okay. And that would note on that, I actually really have fast. a 24/7 All in the Family channel on my smart TV. So there, there you go. <laughs> Long hey, it was my dad's on back to back with them. Charles, I'm coming to Abbotsford to watch TV at your house. Okay. There's actually a Facebook page that that streams All in the Family all day too that I'm a part of. I should send you the link for it, Will. Because okay. yeah, I love that. Send that him was an like invite. my dad's favorite show growing up, so I always watched it with him. Oh, that was just my dad's so you guys know, show, no doubt. Just so you guys know, that was my dad. Okay. <laughs> that was my dad. Trust me. Okay, didn't look like him, but that was my dad. Okay, I'm sorry. I think that was everybody's dad at that age, though. At that time, I, I think so. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's the same as. Have you guys ever watched? I'm sure you have. Have you guys ever watched a John Wayne movie? Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. When I was a kid, greatest actor ever in the history of the world. No, I can't anything. get through five. I can't get through five minutes of anything he's ever done now because <laughs> he was awful. He was awful. The, the man could okay. not act. No, he could not. 
He just but walked around calling the, everybody pilgrim. He was the biggest star on the earth at that time. Okay. Oh yeah. Far none. John Wayne. Far none. So there you go. I don't know how I got okay. off on that. Okay, in, in, in 1971, in 1971, yes. I believe it was, uh, in the Aleutia Islands chain, uh, there's an island called Amchitka. Mm-hmm. And United You're- States uh, put up uh, an atomic uh, test, underground nuclear test in Amchitka. Okay. And the, all the Canadians were protesting, Greenpeace was protesting, everything was going on is why are you you know, setting off nukes right beside Canada like this, right? John Wayne got up on on TV or on wherever it was at the time, and he says, the Canadians need to fuck off and mind their own business. That was the last time I ever watched a John Wayne show, and that was 1971, and I was nine years old. Never watched another show of his. What, did the so. truth hurt back then? No. He had no business, no right doing that, insulting Canadians. And I had no. a problem with that right from day one. John Wayne was okay. an asshole. Okay. I think we should... I think we should... Talk take football? All the statues of John. No, I think we should take all the statues of John Wayne and put them somewhere. Well, There's not going to be a statue that. lift in the next year. They're going to tear down no, every statue known to man, I think. Well, well, they're, they're tearing down Winston statues. They have no business now. taking down statues. So They're after Winston Churchill wins now. and Yep. That pisses me off. <laughs> well, I understand ah. it. I mean, he was he was a man of the times. And of those times... That, that, that was ha- rampant in those times. How do you argue with what what he said, what he did? You can't because he he was a full blown racist. He had slaves from the time he was born. Yeah, and they were all from but, India. But that that's that's what what was happening. Yeah, and without Winston Churchill, who knows what kind of salute we'd be given right now? Yes, I know. And that's what's okay, so, me off. But you, you just can't do it, right? And I mean, here, here's we're going to talk football here for a second, just uh, just a little bit here. There's Colin Kaepernick. You remember Colin Kaepernick? Mm-hmm. He was the quarterback for what the 49ers at the time, and he took a knee yep. during the national anthem, so protesting um, uh, police brutality on blacks. Correct. This is where that all started. Yeah, part of it. I mean, it's been protested for decades. I mean, let's not say that it started there, but let's. This was a very high-profile moment, right? Now, do you know Colin Kaepernick is uh, Islamic, right, or is uh, a Muslim? Yep. Uh huh. So this is a religion that specifically holds blacks as slaves. <laughs> okay. It's perfectly acceptable in the Islam religion to hold blacks as slaves. And he's protesting police brutality against blacks? I mean, the irony, the hypocrisy is is massive in this, okay? We're talking politics again, and we're not supposed to. This is football. So let's go on. We've got three games to talk about this week. 
Are you guys ready for this? The 1-0 Saskatchewan Rough Riders are taking on the 0-2 Hamilton Tiger Cats in Hamilton. Charles, you're leading us right now, okay? I want you to know that, that you have got more points, four points for you've got all your games picked right. Uh, no, you got, yeah. Anyhow. I missed you're one, in the lead, buddy. You're in, what's yep. that? I missed one last week. I had three for four. Yeah, you were three for four. Uh, but you're four for four in the first week, and there you go. What are you going to do, buddy? It's amazing how good I am at picking fake games. Um, geez, uh, this one, I don't know, this is a trap game because the Riders won their uh, home opener. They're a good team at home. Uh, Hamilton made the Grey Cup. I don't think anyone would expect Hamilton to be 0-2. Uh, and I think um, this one's going to go Hamilton's way because – uh, Hamilton is uh, a too good a team to go 0-3, and, and Saskatchewan, they play well at home. They're not nearly as consistent on the road. So um, probably, I don't know, whether it be Dane Evans or Dane Evans or Jeremiah Mazzoli playing, I'm not sure. Not that it's really happening, but that's okay. I'm going to take <laughs> Hamilton to beat Saskatchewan in this one. Okay. And William? I noticed one of your comments in the in the Sparky chat that said that I I I couldn't pick a team the correct team last year, right? I, did you do you remember that quote there? If you're telling me I said it, then yeah, I said it. Okay, now I, I guess I have to things. go. I, 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 I know things. that you do, so I guess I have to go find it. Here it is. Yeah. And I think you were in last place. Where is it? It said, "This is such crap." CJ did not have 14 points all of last year. Okay. And how many did you have? Well, I want I want to I want to make my point here. We're not picking scores right now. (laughs) Okay, we're picking the winners. And if you only picked the winners last year, I was in first place. Okay, I just couldn't pick the point spread properly, but I picked the winning team more times than anybody else. Oh, please. No, no, no. How many points did you have last year? I don't know. You'd have to ask Sparky for that. I I really don't give a shit. Eight. No, 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 no. I got a couple more at the end there. I was generous to you. I was very nice to you. So there you go. Anyways. Okay, so William picked it. You, you yeah. got it here. Saskatchewan Hamilton. Oh, Saskatchewan's zero okay. one. So they're going to get they're going to get five points for for being no, the head get, team. Aren't they going to? And get, Hamilton's going to get five get points, points for being the home team. So that's a it's a wash under Sparky's conditions. Oh, sorry. Unless, sorry. Did you say it was Saskatchewan in Hamilton? Saskatchewan in Hamilton. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, that is a wash. That makes That's a big a wash. difference. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick Hamilton they're, then. They're square, straight across the board. So you're taking Hamilton? Yep. Okay. Mark, what you got here, buddy? I'm gonna make it three for three. If you if we are supposed to look at the teams rather than the roll of the dice that Sparky's gonna do for us later. Um it being in Hamilton. Hamilton 
was dominant last year through the regular season. In the Eastern Division. Yes, yeah, they beat all the Western teams. They beat every teams single too. Western team, too. They did, yep. without question. Yep. Uh, I just think they're actually a better team than Saskatchewan. If this game was actually on, though, this is two early season Grey Cup favorites. And I, re- I do think Hamilton wouldn't destroy them, but they would beat them. I think their defense is just a little stronger. But uh, considering it's a roll of the dice, I'll take Hamilton. You're taking Hamilton. Okay, I got you down there. Uh, okay, well, this is CJ's call here, and I think that Saskatchewan is going to be the dominant team that they were last year. They were in first place in the Western Division. They were in first place not by a little bit either, but so actually it was just a little bit. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Riders here just to be off the base and, and knowing that this is a random throw of the dice. And uh, I would... If this was a, a real game on, on, on TV, I would be cheering for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, basically because I'm kind of a Tiger Cat fan to start with, uh, but uh, because I could never cheer for Saskatchewan. Um, so, but I'm going to take the Riders on this one because I actually think that they're, uh, the, the roll of the dice is going to go that way this week. Okay. Um, so now we've got the 1-1 one one Calgary Stampeders playing the 1-0 Winnipeg Blue Bombers at home. So here's a question for you. You know how Sparky gives them uh, a five-point advantage for being uh, the home team and a five-point advantage for being the higher-ranking team. So if they're both one and one's one and one and one's one and zero, oh, which one's the higher-ranking team? And or is this a wash on the higher-ranking team, and we're just giving it five points to Winnipeg for being a home team? Where the ones that should the set the rules here? Team, I think the one and zero team would be higher because they have a better winning percentage. They do have a better winning percentage, no doubt about it. Okay, and I, I agree. In the standings, they would be number one. So, are you saying the Winnipeg Blue Bombers would get the additional five points here, or because they are theoretically tied in points, uh, that it should be a wash? Hmm. It's kind of a tough one. Okay, are you using logic, or is that simply because they've played one less game? Would you be using logic, or would you be using CFL style? Cause logic I thought would you could just look watch. at his spreadsheet and, and know who was ranked higher. <laughs> well, I, I would say Winnipeg is ranked higher, but in, in true points, they're they're tied. So it's all about perspective. It's it's how you interpret the stats, mm. right? Okay, so what's, what's the answer here? Charles, do you pick a team? You know, you know I, I, I think uh, I would uh, give Winnipeg the, uh, the, the, um, the higher rank. Hang on a second, I think I got it. I had to mute Will. Video. Oh, hey. Yeah, no, I think I give Winnipeg the higher ranking just based on percentage because that's the most logical way to do it. Well, you could always just say it's a wash and there's no five points awarded. 
Well, you could do it that way. I have no problem doing that at all. If we're going to do it that way, you can do it based on points and call it a wash. I'm good well, with that. Does it really matter? Yeah. <laughs> well, it does because the roll of the dice and could the five points advantage could go to. I mean, is it going to be? Winnipeg already has five point advantage being the home team. I'm just well, going by Sparky's who, rules, right? We, we I, know I who made the rules. This. Sparky can make the decision. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, why don't we just go points um, based on what well, we'll. We'll do no wash this time because they're tied in points, and then talk to Sparky, and uh, he can kind of figure that out then because right now I don't know exactly how we would do it. Okay, so let's just say Winnipeg gets at least a five-point premium on this for being the home team. Charles, okay. who are you going to take on the take on this one? Calgary, Winnipeg. Uh, Come on. Calgary and Winnipeg, the defending champions against the champions the year before that. And this Zach game Caleros in against Winnipeg. Paul Levi Mitchell. Yeah, and this game's in Winnipeg. It's in Winnipeg. Right? Yeah. Yes. Would this be the home opener for the Bombers? It would be. Okay, I believe it so is. You got to figure home opener for the Bombers. They're going to raise their uh, their Grey Cup banner. It's their first game in front of the home fans since winning the Grey Cup. You got to think they come out jacked in this one. Uh, especially coming off of a win last week. So I got to go with the Bombers. I just think that the emotion and so on would uh, would carry them through. I think they'd be jacked up. I think the fans would be jacked up. So, yeah, i take the Bombers on this one. I don't know what I just did. Okay, so you got the Bombers. You got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on this one. Okay, I'm going to have to open up the mic here to William's place because uh, there was a, something going on over there. William, you've opened your mic. Yes, you can I open had, yours again. Had, there you go. I had I had my TV on. I forgot. Anyways, um, so you realize, Mark, uh, me and you would be having breakfast tomorrow morning because I'd be in Winnipeg because I was going to Winnipeg to watch this game. That's right. And it was also it was also going to be my 40th high school reunion this weekend, <laughs> and I was going to go to that and see who I could piss off. Um, but yeah, that all got that all got crashed and burned. So, um, I, I my 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 head says Winnipeg, my heart says Calgary. Um, I'm going by, I'm thinking about the ridiculous scores we've been getting from the dice roll, like BC scored 65 points against Calgary last week. Yeah, right. That's Mike Riley at his best. He's very In, logical to me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Mike Riley would be on his back looking at the sky most of the game. So I'm just going to just throw it out there and say screw it. I'm going to pick a Calgary against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because, yeah, Winnipeg would be emotionally high, but then they'd have their adrenaline dump and they'd be flat for the second half. So I'm going to pick Calgary. There you go. Okay. And, uh, Mark, you're taking the Bombers being a homer, right? I think that's fairly obvious. Um, It would be interesting to see how, never mind how jacked the team would be, how jacked about 33,000 people in the stands would be because it Mm -hmm. would be sold out. Uh, That's what sucks about this. 
banners would be coming down, everything else, and I think just the crowd alone, Mitchell, <laughs> Mitchell would have some troubles. So yeah, I have to go with Winnipeg, obviously. Okay, well, I am not a Bo Levi Mitchell fan. I am a Zach Caleros fan. No doubt about it. No question about it. Um, I'm I I. I just have to take the ball. Oh my god, everybody. Newsflash. Christopher's not a Bo Levi Mitchell fan. I didn't know that. No. Actually, I was going to take Calgary right up to the very moment and when I said, oh, but Zach Caleros is, I am a fan of Zach Caleros. And I went, oh, well, I, I couldn't take, in, in all honesty, in a fair game between the two quarterbacks, Zach Caleros would just mop the floor with Bo Levi Mitchell. So, uh, I have no doubt in my mind that he would do this, especially with Winnipeg. I'm going, okay, but Calgary's a better team. And I'm going, well, actually, no, Winnipeg's a better team. Um, and they proved it most of last year. Okay, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Montreal or Winnipeg on this one. I'm going to take Montreal. What the fuck, eh? You wouldn't, you wouldn't win then. No, I wouldn't be winning. Okay, so I'm, I'm taking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on this one. Zach Caleros and uh, – Who's that guy, Andrew Andrew Steroids uh, Harris, and uh, and and uh, he, 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 one of the guys I really uh, pre- uh, admire in this league, which is Adam Big Hill. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Bombers here and uh, watch this one fly. Now, game two, game two, BC Lions home opener. We've got the one and one Edmonton Eskimos. Ed- Eskimos. Edmonton Empire? Should they change their name? Oh, my God. Isn't that derogatory against uh, people who eat raw fish? Um, anyhow, uh, against the BC Lions, the 2-0 and Lions, league-leading 2-0 and BC Lions. So not only are they at home, they definitely have the uh, advantage here on the stats so, or on the, in the standings. So, yeah, uh, BC's up 2-0. and Edmonton one and one. Charles, who are you taking here? Well, this was also going to be the Lions' home opener, so I'll be at it, or would have been had it actually been played. But I won't be there Saturday night. But I wish I was. But as it is here, uh, Lions. I'm going to use the same home opener uh, luck for them that I uh, did for the Bombers. Of course, there's not going to be any sort of. unveiling of any banners or anything like that. Uh, I think most Lions players and fans would like to even forget that last year even happened. Uh, but, yeah, Mike Riley at home. Did it? Rebuilt, uh, Edmonton, offensive it, it line. didn't happen last year. What didn't happen last year? I'm going to pick the no Lions to win this year. one in their home opener. What? Oh, must have just left. Yep. There, there was no yeah, season no, picked, last year. T- 2019, BC didn't play football, did they? I didn't see any games uh, that I saw them not this year either, so no, we'll just see that COVID started last summer. Um, yeah, no, so um, note the uh, Lions. Uh, I picked the Lions in this one. Surprise, surprise. Cause no I'm surprise. I, got, I, I, I actually put put it down there before you started talking. Yeah, I know. You probably I know. not right. The, I, it, it, the same thing's in my square. Really? Yes. But we're get, this the will the will is, is is the question mark here because he really has a problem picking Edmonton, uh, but every time he picks BC BC loses so I I don't I, I don't want him to pick. <laughs> yeah. William. 
Tell us who's going to win okay. this game. So, so, so let me get this right. This is at BC, correct? Yes. Correct. And are they ranked higher than Edmonton? Yes. So they get 10 points automatically, right? Correct. Correct, yeah. And and we also roll the dice first for them. All for right, Edmonton. So for, no, for, no, I thought you said BC's the home team. Okay, BC's the home team. Does, yeah, does so Sparky roll the roll dice, the dice for the home team first? Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Sorry. Okay. So that means uh, with the luck they've had on the with the dice, it's going to be 77 to whatever. So I'm picking BC because I'll picking never BC. pick fucking it. I'll never pick fucking Edmonton <laughs> ever, ever, so ever. I, yeah, yeah, I understand. How you that. really feel? And, and I, I kind of know what your feelings are and on I the Edmonton you guys, football team. I dare you Just, guys. If you believe what you think, I dare you to pick Edmonton. <laughs> so, I my question to you here, Will, is your your dislike to the Edmonton football team is is without question. We know this, right? Should they be forced to change actually, their name? No. Ooh. No. Okay, uh, we're no. going to move on for this one. We'll no. go back to that one later, maybe, maybe, maybe without it. Uh, Mark. You're the last one here, picking BC or the Edmonton Eskimos. As much as it pains me, because we know how, just how much I love the Lions. Um, actually, Only did that. Edmonton win last week? Uh, week one, week two. I believe they uh, did. Edmonton, yes. Edmonton was uh, 66 points. Ottawa was 26 Okay, so Trevor Harris just shot. The but they line. only they only beat Ed, Ottawa. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but it, it's Trevor Harris, so he just shot the wide on in one game. That should be good for him for a good game for like three or four now, shouldn't it? Normally is. <laughs> yeah, hard to argue with that logic. It's really hard to argue with that logic because it has been his whole career. But as much as it pains me, I got to take the Lions. You're picking BC here, eh? No. Uh, well, you do what you got to do here. But uh, uh, CJ is going to take the Lions on this one. No surprise by anybody. I would pick them regardless of what was happening in the season or if there is a season or if there never is a season. BC Lions are my team of choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a surprise. Okay. So let's put this one aside. Sparky's going to listen to the podcast, and he's going to take note of this. Uh, and uh, we'll spin the die. I like that. Did you like the video he did? Did you guys watch it? It was my idea. It was my yeah, idea. it was. I, I, I know it was your idea, Will. I know it was your idea. And I loved but it. I loved it. He's not a commentator, but you know what? He, he made it humorous. I, I I couldn't I couldn't stop laughing especially and and then when Calgary came, or Toronto came up with boxcars and seventy six points oh my good lord I couldn't stop laughing I couldn't even watch the rest of the show I was laughing too hard okay just Toronto just hammered Hamilton okay let's uh. Let's move on and uh, 
carry on and see what we're going to do here. Confusion continues between – where am I here? I guess I should go look at the actual article. I'm trying to read Charles's writing again, and I'm not picking on him or anything, but we're going to just go off yeah, and yeah. look at this. Uh, I'm not. Picking, I'm trying not to. Players extremely disappointed with the apparent lack of leadership from Randy Ambrosi. Okay, that's the actual yep. title of the article, and I think I kind of alluded to this a little bit uh, with the, what's going on in the uh, discussions between the Players Association and the the CFL, the, the league. And what's going on? Brian Ramsey called out commissioner. That was back in June 11th. But that's a while back. And, and since then, they've had some good talks. Uh, but the players still don't know what the hell's going on. And uh, they're, they're blaming Ra- Randy Ambrosi for this. I just, I don't see it. It's not his job to handhold all the little players. Okay? In fact, it's not even his job to know their names. So how is, it, how is this possible? How is this his fault? How is this... Anything to do with him. I, I just, I'm at a loss for words. Mark, what's your thoughts on this one, buddy? Pretty much the exact same as yours. This is just, did they expect him to text, email, or phone each and every single individual player? It's not his job. No. Was he? Was the CFL slow off the mark to speak with the CFLPA? Yes. Well, if they but got nothing to they, talk about, what are they oh, going to say? Oh, no. Exactly. But they have been having regular meetings now, apparently, and this is even as per Sali. They have been having meetings. So it's up to the players to call their individual team player rep and say, okay, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And said player rep is to now get a hold of Saul E and say, okay, what the fuck's going on? Saul E then sends out a statement to his players. It doesn't have to be to the media, anything like that, to his to the players. Oh, if oh, Saul okay. E isn't doing that, that's not Ambrosi's fault. That, that, Ambrosi fucked up not a lot the, of stuff. The way that would happen. Okay. Ambrosi has screwed a lot of stuff. Yes. He hasn't screwed this one. No. Uh, nope. just, just to correct something here for you, for you Mark. Um, right. Solly is the president of the CFLPA. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's an elected position. Okay. Yep. It, it, it's, a, it, it's a volunteer position. It's an elected position. I'm sure he gets his expenses paid and stuff like that, but he really doesn't make any money for it, okay? The yep. CFL executive director is Brian Ramsey, and this is the guy who gets a paycheck. Yeah. Well, there okay. is It's him that's with... doing negotiations with Randy Ambrosi. It's not Solly. No. no. It, yeah. Yeah, no, I realize that. But I mean as Solly as being the head of the players part of the player association – He's already yeah. come out with statements. He's made statements on behalf I, of the CFLPA. All I know is that so, picture of Solly with the dreadlocks and that god-awful ugly rider's hat on. Is, it's just it's so painful to see that picture over and over and over and over it's again. Sacrilegious. Well, it's, it, it's just like it doesn't look right. You know, you're going to have those braids and everything else. I'm cool with that. Don't wear a hat. <laughs> or or get one of those big 
Tukey things that the Raspafarians have? Like something, I don't know. I'm going to get myself in trouble here, aren't I? You usually do. Okay, well. And uh, this is, and what is he going to say? Well, you know, um, um, we're looking at a hub city, he said that. So, uh, you know, it depends on the COVID numbers and who's opening up what part of their stadiums and stuff like that. And, yeah, Winnipeg Stadium is open. But, like, two players at a time can be on the field. I know. So, yeah, yeah, it's open. But, hey, guys, they can't come on the field. So there's nothing to say. Really, for Ambrosi, he's like, yeah, we're negotiating. They're trying to figure things out. Is he being as out there as Major League Baseball and NFL and blah, blah, blah? No. But he doesn't have a billion-dollar resource behind him to do all this shit. There was a lot of stuff said yesterday by a certain former podcast member. Just shredding (laughs) Ambrosi and the CFL. Just shredding them. And then starting to shred people who disagreed with him. Yeah, I did not and like that. He, yeah, it, it was one of the ones where you get to the point where they're just sending emojis of middle fingers because they know yeah, they lost the got, argument. Because they, he couldn't, every question was, okay, what would you do? Oh, I wouldn't fuck up. Okay. That's not an answer either. So... That, and that's the thing. There's nothing Ambrosi can do. Yeah. I, I, I think at this point, he's waiting to see if the NHL has a hub city in Canada. And that's a huge thing, too. If the NHL takes over one of the cities in the West. That takes one of his options away. And it could take a huge option away. Because you couldn't, like everybody's all, we'll put it all in Regina. Where are they going to stay? Well, are they going to kick everybody out of their houses in order to put everybody up? Because it's like, what did they say? I saw an article about it. And if they did a one-hub thing, you would need hotel rooms for 900 people for all the teams and everything else. So, yeah, no, Ambrosi is doing what he can. There's not much he can do. They still haven't opened the borders to get the American guys across. They've made a deal with the NHL, but that's not going to cover all sports. No. So, no, Ambrosi hasn't fucked this up. He's fucked up a lot of stuff before, but not this one. He can only do so much. Yeah. Go ahead. Let somebody else mm-hmm. rant. To- totally agree with that. I, I, Charles, your turn. Yeah, well, I'm just kind of echoing what Mark said. I mean, Randy Ambrosi only has so much he can do right now. His hands are kind of tied. His, what he's doing uh, is dependent on more than one factor. Of course, the COVID numbers is one thing what the NHL is doing, what other leagues are doing, and what the situations are in different cities and in different provinces. And until there's more clarity to that, 
he really can't do too much. I mean, he can have if they're wanting to do a a uh, like a hub city thing, like the NHL is going to do. He can maybe start to have preliminary discussions with certain cities, and I'm sure he probably has at this point. But as far as like going forward and making a decision and saying this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do, it's too early for that. He can't just make a decision right now because he doesn't know all of the different factors. And until he does, what is there really to talk about between the the CFL and CFLPA? If he goes and calls a meeting and he they meet with him, um, and he's like, well, we're just still kind of figuring things out and not much new to report, they're going to start complaining, well, what are you wasting our time for? So uh, he's damned if he does, he's damned if he doesn't. Uh, so, I mean, there really isn't a lot he can do at this time. He's just got to wait it out and see where things go. And I know that's probably not the answer that the CFLPA wants to hear, but you know what? It It is what it is, <laughs> to quote Bill Clinton. It is what it is. Depends on what the definition of is is. Um, it's, it's Randy Ambrosi. If Randy Ambrosi comes out right now and says we are going to start playing football September first, okay, and that doesn't happen, the teams have to prepare, start preparing now, to start playing right. football September first. It could bankrupt teams by them having to spend cash on something that's not real. Easily. Okay? This is not the NFL, where you have to be a multi-billionaire to own a team. Okay? It, it's, it's not the way it works in the CFL. These guys have to be very, very careful about what they say and what they do this year. Okay? Because any amount of... The capital is not there to spend. This is dangerous. This is a very dangerous situation right now. And I, I don't understand the, the, the fans out there and, and their opinion and their attitude towards the season and why isn't it happening and there's no more COVID cases in Winnipeg and why can't we play the league and, and you know, like, seriously, just stop already. And just sit back and look at it. Because you know that this isn't going to happen. I mean, the Blue Jays right now, their entire staff is down. 15 or 16 or what was something like that. Confirmed cases on the Blue Jays organization. Yeah, and they're supposed to start football, baseball in three weeks. And Florida just had over 5,000 COVID cases today in 24 today. hours. And, yeah. and that's where the Blue Jays are training, is in Florida. So, you know, they're no not wonder. taking Donald Trump's advice because he said if you stop testing, the numbers will go down. That's just like saying if women stopped uh, taking pregnancy tests, there would be no babies. That's correct. We, we, we all know the stupidity of it, Charles. Oh, <laughs> God. Okay, so yeah, I I, I I really seriously don't understand what the players are expecting and what the fans are expecting. It's a sit back and wait and pray and hope 
There's nothing else to do. William, give me a sheer opinion on this, my friend. Share some wisdom. It's going to be awesome. He's gone. What? Uh, no, I'm really? not. No, I'm oh, there not. you are. I'm not gone. You know what? I, I I listen to the players complain about Randy Ambrosi. I complain about Randy Ambrosi. Me too. Because I don't know anything. Because I don't know it. Because he doesn't know anything. And he doesn't know anything. Stupid. Because there's nothing to know yet. Because we don't know what's going on. So why are we blaming him? Okay, as soon as he gets the information, I'm sure he'll share it. So, you know, is he responsible for COVID? No. Is he responsible for all the other crap going on right now? No. But he's the person everybody wants to pick on. He doesn't know anything, so he doesn't have any answers for the players. It's that simple. And it's not his job to give answers to the players. Of course it's yeah. not. It's the it's the it's the it's the union that should give them the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Why do you say yeah? In what negotiation between a company, any company or business, and a union, do the company heads ever call up uh, rank and file members just randomly? No, you have a negotiating executive. To do de- do that. That's why you empower these people. Can, can you imagine a lawyer talking to somebody else's client or or talking to another lawyer's witness? You'd get disbarred for that. Yeah, you would. Oh my good lord! Let me let me ask, let me ask you guys this: Is it the same? I don't know if you've heard. Is it the same in BC and in Winnipeg? So. The the facility is open now in Calgary, and guys are running around on the field. Okay. BC is too. Yeah. Okay, but but they're not allowed to throw the ball and catch. Correct. On 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 what planet is there a problem with that? Well, that's not a game situation. Can you explain it to me? Well, Please? if I like got... I'm, like, I'm, like I'm a five-year-old, for Christ's sake? Like, I mean, really? Well, don't I most mean, players, that... Don't most players wear gloves? No, it's not that, okay? Let's just say that you talk moistly on the football, Okay. So you're you're can talking tell, and you're, you're spinning tell, out, and then we throw the football, and the football, and the guy catches the football, and the little moistly particles off the football goes in his eyes, not in his mask, but in his eyes or on his ears or something else, and then he rubs that, and he's you've just contaminated him, all from from the quarterback speaking Mitchell? moistly. Could we could we tell Bo Levi not to spit on the football? You could. When you have the ball, don't talk. It's not going to happen. Right? And and or it could be the snapper, right? Because he's the the linebacker of the – he's the quarterback of the O-line, right? He's the guy that that tells all the rest of the O-line what to do. So he's yelling at it while he's got the football in his hand. 
so he's speaking moistly on the football. No, the, the, I, the, you can't just throw a contaminated football around. Now, we're assuming that all the players that are on the field are not contaminated because they've gone through a quarantine system and everything else, but let's face facts. It could happen. Oh, and now that I think about it, yeah, you're right, because well, Levi Mitchell would put his hands up the center's ass who might have moist balls. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and it would be on the back of his hand. And, oh, my God. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I really hate this. All I got. The thing is, the Koreans are playing baseball. Oh, they're, yeah. No, you're up there playing soccer. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but. They've got so many diseases in Korea, Mark, that the COVID probably <laughs> died in the first 10 minutes, okay? Yeah, but not yeah. in uh, Germany and, and England. They're playing again. And there's going to be guys speaking moistly. Yep. Especially with well, the I mean, soccer, because they'll all be the soccer, they've been playing get-to. for a few weeks. They've been playing soccer for a few weeks, and I haven't heard any widespread COVID uh, spread between soccer players, at least not so far. Yet. No, I Yet. know. That's, uh, it's not so far. Uh, I, I'm thinking that this, if, if, if we get a second wave of this virus, if, if, if we get a second wave of this virus and there's 60,000 people in the stadiums, I I don't know what to say. I don't have a problem with canceling the season in the CFL. I really, I don't have a problem with it. Neither do I. You know, it's about preserving the health and welfare of the players, the participants, the fans, any, their grandmothers. No, there's, there's no way that we should be playing a season. I'm at the point that if they play, I certainly will watch it. Uh, but if they don't play, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I, I haven't it seen is. my mother. I haven't seen my mother since March 1st because I'm trying to peck her. And I know I don't, I'm not infected, but I could be by the time I get there. Okay. So wait a minute. When do you say when do you say you can go see your mother? I don't know. A year from now? I hope so. I hope she's 90 years old. I know. I know. She might not be around in a year from now. I know that. But I'm not going to be the one that 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 makes that happen. I'm completely opposite of. I'm completely opposite of you guys right now. I want a season. I hope there's a season. If there's a season, I will go to a football game. If you can go to a football game, because I and and you know, Christopher, you say if there's a second wave, I guarantee you there's going to be a second wave, and there's going to be a third wave, and there might even be a fourth wave, and we're going to have a revolt in this country if they try and shut everything down again. I don't think there will be a revolt in this country. There will be one in America, but there will not be one. The U.S. No, I I think there will be one here, too. Well, maybe Alberta. I really do. Okay? 
but I don't I don't Maybe see that Alberta. happening anywhere else. Oh my god. Maybe Alberta. Alberta's okay. a whole different okay. group of people. <laughs> mm, there's gonna be pissed off people here too. Of course uh, there's gonna be pissed um, off people, but I don't think anybody's gonna get violent over it. I hope not. <laughs> no, they only get violent over Albertans driving into BC during this period of time. So. No, we just it, it's not during this period of time. It's any period of time. We just don't like Albertans okay. coming into our province. Well, no, it's because we own half of BC. That's what the problem is. Anyways. No, well, like it's not half because the Chinese own over half of it. So there's no way Alberta owns I'm not the other talk, half. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Vancouver. I don't consider that BC. So that was a very racist remark. Oh my lord! Sorry, Chinese lives matter. I apologize. I'm not sure they're at risk, but okay. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret. Uh oh. Okay. And and so I want you to forgive me for everything I say tonight because it's official. And Mark is probably the only guy who can relate to this, but I don't know if he's ever tried, so I don't know if he can relate. It has been 10 days, count them, 10 days since I've had a cigarette, okay? Oh, my God. Wow. And I'm... Congratulations. And I'm... Short? Short-tempered? How can I, how, how can I put it this way? Um, my, my receptionist came into my office today and she looks at me and she says, well, it's been a while. How are you feeling? And I look at her and I said, said to her, well, I tell you, I can sum it up in one easy way. I said, I'm not a violent guy. She said, okay, I know that. I said, but all I want to do right now is punch you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I've, and I've never, ever punched anybody in the face in my life. Oh, she says, should I just leave? And I said, yeah, it's probably best if you just leave. And don't ask me that question again. Okay. Um, did Patty quit too? Never. Okay. Thought has so, never crossed her mind, Christopher. Okay, so William, I, I'm very proud of you for doing that. And your yeah, willpower is, is massive. Okay? Uh-huh. It's... It, Ten days, congratulations, my friend. Yep. Yeah, but it's nothing. What do you mean by it's nothing? You got to start somewhere. I know, but the last time I did it, I quit for ten years, and I still started. So. Well, that is just stupid. <laughs> yeah, I had a stressful period of time in my life. How does yeah. that sound? Anyway. Okay. But yeah, let no, it go. and Patty's always Patty's always been good about that. Patty, I have not seen a cigarette or seen her smoke a cigarette in this whole ten days. So she does take the garbage out an awful lot, though. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I just thought I'd throw this in there, that in there. So any racist remarks is because of lack of nicotine. Maybe that's that's not a good excuse, but I'm going to go with it. It works for me. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let it slide. Fair enough. So, the next one is probably the one that needs the most amount of discussion. 
It's the one that's going to get the most amount of discussion. In fact, I'm really surprised that it has had no discussion. But it's in times of financial crisis, then and now, the Canadian Football League looks to cut players' pay. The suggestion right now is players' salaries straight across the board are going to be cut by 10%. Wow. The league did this back in 87 when the Montreal Alouettes folded just days before their opening game. The league was in no position at that point in time to be able to survive. And they cut player salaries straight across the board. That it, Not only players, but executives and everybody just took a massive pay cut. Uh, is, do we see that happening now or next year? William, jump back in here right away. Okay, sorry, what was the question? You got it. In nineteen eighty eighty seven, the CFL yeah. cut everybody's okay. pay by ten percent. Don't worry about it. I, I know what the question is now. I was listening but I wasn't listening. Um you know what? Uh thank you. I appreciate that. I I think more importantly than getting than the players getting their salaries cut by ten percent. I've heard that is it next year that that uh, coaches' they're, salaries they're are reducing, they They've already reduced the management cap. By something or other for next year, I do believe it is. Yep. Substantially. Correct. Substantially. What about those guys? Those guys, what about them? they don't have a pension plan. Okay. No. They don't have a pension plan whatsoever. They they come in and they're promised a certain amount, yeah. And then they just turn around and cut it. And and the biggest upheaval. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I was talking to a CFL person today, and the the coaches are saying, "Well, how come how come the president's not taking a pay cut? How come the vice president's not taking a pay cut?" And so on and so forth. So there's some real pissed off guys. Yep. And and unlike unlike I, I think a lot of these coaches could get jobs elsewhere. And maybe in some situations for better money. Doing, doing what? Coaching football. There's no football. Well, the argument with football. the players right now. Okay, they, they, they go. You got to honor our contract, or what? You're going to go play where? The NFL. Well, if there you were that good, year, you would have already been there. But they're not playing football either. They'll be you want to go down to the arena year. league? They're not playing football. No, no, but there will be football in the NFL. I guarantee it. Guaranteed. Yeah, okay. I agree. They're There's not too much give money. Up that money for nothing. Too much money on okay. it. So those guys can go elsewhere. Not so much the players, but the coaches can go elsewhere. In my mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I just 
I don't know. You keep on cutting and you keep on cutting. Maybe, uh, and I'm a realist, maybe this league is just a tax break for a bunch of guys who have money. No, 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 no. No, I don't think that's true. No, uh, that, that, I that's I do. That's that stupid, idiotic concept that came out on Nick Lewis's podcast. No, absolutely no, 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 not. No, no, that's no, the no, most no. ridiculous I've, I've thing I've ever that, heard. I've thought no, no, no. I've thought that forever. It has nothing to do with Nick Lewis's podcast. Let's face it. Why were you in business, Christopher? Why was I in business? I was in business to make money. Thank you. Why are most people in business? To make money. You think you make money with a CFL team? No. No, you don't. Okay. So why do you own a CFL team? It, it, why, hang on. Why do I have 50 horses on my property? <laughs> because you have a wife who likes horses. Right. <laughs> because everybody has a hobby or a passion, and a lot of them cost you money. You, you, why do you have so many shoes? Okay, but but hold on. Do they on, make you money? On, do you no, get? No, it's your hobby. You a, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. No, no, no. You can't do this to me. Do you get any kind of tax breaks for having all those horses? Do you think these guys get a tax break for for um, owning a CFL team? Absolutely. A, sure they in do. what capacity? Please tell right me off. how that's going to work. Let's You're writing off right your off own money. General. Yeah, that's You're not really off a tax your break. Money. Yeah, yeah, not a but tax break. yeah, but they have so, yeah, but they have so much money they need to do that. Okay. Okay. It, it, let's let they, let's, they lose a dollar. Hey, hang on, hang on, stop. I, you lose a I'm dollar on a CFL team, and the government yeah. gives you a fifty cents tax break on other profits. Okay. okay. So you gained fifty cents, but you lost a dollar. You tell me what intelligent person that makes sense to. Well, okay, so then you're telling me. These guys are billionaires, so they're not stupid. Right, They didn't right. get that way no, by being that. stupid. But you're telling me they own CFL teams for the hobby of it. Yes. I find that hard to believe. I, I don't. I, I cannot understand I why anybody else would want one. I do, for the tax break. It's not. It's for not the there. write-offs. For all it's that not there. Stuff. It must be there. There's no okay. other good okay. reason. Let, no, no. Sorry. Okay, let, let, let's spin this one for a second. You work for a, uh, a very large company, okay? No, I don't. They're not large. Okay. It's not the large. They're, are they a profitable company? I, yeah, sort of. Okay. What does your the owner of the company do for fun? <laughs> he goes shoe shopping with Willie. <laughs> Didn't we all have the answer coming? We have we have the same likes. Christopher. <laughs> okay. I've known You know some I've known him some people will buy a, I've known him. some people will buy a condo in Hawaii and call it a tax write-off, right? Yes. It's not a tax write-off. They're they're saving some taxes by having it. 
but yes. they're not. It's still costing them money, but they're enjoying it. Okay, they're getting some benefit out of it. These these CFL teams are not owned by people who need a tax or receive a tax write. Now, here here's how a tax write off works. Okay, let's just say that these two guys that just the the, the steel company that just bought the Montreal Alouettes. Okay. So they yes. paid. Let, let's just say they paid ten million dollars for this team, okay? And yes. on the books, it has a forty million dollar loss for last year, okay? Yes. So for ten million dollars, they got a forty million dollar tax write-off. One hundred percent, I would agree with that team for the tax write-off, okay? And once they mm-hmm. use that tax write-off, it's gone. So mm-hmm. why would they own it in year two? Why would they own it in year three? Why would they own it in year 20? Because there's no taxable benefit to them after they've used up the original tax write-off that they've purchased, the, the original loss. Okay? Right. There's no reason to own them in, in year two. Now, we don't know whether they're going to own them in year two because we haven't got to year two yet. Right? They might Correct. just fold the team after they've got the, the benefit and off they go, Right. And then yep. it's 100% pure business decision. It, it's not a love of the game decision. Uh, no. Nope. You cannot tell me that um, David Braley uses the BC Lions as a tax write-off. Now, I'll tell you what he does do, and I'll tell you how he does it. He donates money to the BC Lions through his company called Orlick Resources, or Orlick, whatever. What is it? The actual name? It's Orlick something. I think it's and Orlick he, Industries. Or Orlick Industries. That's what it is. Sorry. And yeah. actually, Orlick Industries buys advertising from the BC Lions. Yep. Okay. So it's a hundred percent tax write-off because it's an actual business expense by Orlick Industries. Okay, because they're in promotions of their products. So that's how David Braley gets his money into the BC Lions without paying tax. Okay? That is a pure tax write-off for him because the company is buying advertising. The company is receiving advertising, but Orlick Industries doesn't need to advertise to the general public in BC. Okay? Nobody even knows what the company is or does, and we don't manufacture cars in BC, so there's no reason for us to buy anything from Orlick Industries, and I don't think we can unless we're a major car manufacturer. Okay? So that's how David Braley is getting money into the BC Lions at 100% write-off as opposed to personally donating money or investing money into it at a 50% write-off. It's still writing off his own money. He's still losing the money that he's... You know, money that Orlick is giving to the BC Lions is no benefit to Orlick. There's no benefit right. to them. Because, okay? yeah. But the, mo- the money is just going there to finance the team. Okay? And, and I understand his business model and how he's doing it and why he's doing it. But please do not tell me that he's doing He's, he's, he's the owner of the BC Lions to save money because that's the dumbest motherfucking idea I have ever heard. And anybody who suggests it knows nothing about finance. It, it doesn't I work that say, way. I, no, no, I didn't say he was saving money. 
I said he's using it as a tax write-off. And that's exactly what you just said he was doing. Of course he's using it as a tax write-off. But you're writing off your own money. That's what people don't understand. They think that the government's writing him checks because he owns the BC Lions. No, no, I'm not not that stupid, okay? I know he's writing off his own money. But there's a reason he's writing off his own money. Because he has a passion for the game. There's no other reason. Because he's got too much fucking money. He well, makes course. too much. Uh, no doubt I about work it. For, I work for a rather large hotel chain. It's either number one or two in the world. They have various levels of service with their hotels. Right. You can go from ultra high end at $1,000 a night. They also have hotels that you can get for $40 a night, which they are constantly fixing nonstop because they're for $40 a night. Why do they keep those hotels open? Why do they even bother? They don't make a penny. Why? Because they make way too much on their other money on the other hotels. They make a lot. So this helps cushion the taxes to have all these other dumps that they're constantly spending money on. Hang on a sec, Mark. I'm not going to dispute what you just said, but I'm going to to ask you a question, okay? You say that they want the tax write-off to to keep these dumps open. What's their benefit to keeping the dumps open? They can put higher-end stuff into the higher-end hotels with the money they save on taxes. No, they that's not it why it is. Back in. Because it's because they look good in the public eye. They're oh, buying. Oh, they're buying oh. public awareness. Christopher, you may want to look up Marriott International on Google and see how they are thought of around the world. They can't buy good publicity. They they're can't. hated. Go on to go on to any of their hotels, go on like TripAdvisor or something like that. They'll be ripped by many, many people. Of course they are. Okay, all I'm trying to say is there is a, and it, it, it may not be public awareness as I just stated. Maybe it's government awareness. Maybe they need the government to see this so that they get concessions somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That I, I, I'm, 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 I'm yeah. spitballing things right now, but you do not keep a company running for the purpose of losing taxes. Okay. You don't do it. You, you cut divisions that are losing money and keep the divisions profitable because it's better to pay the tax of 50% than to lose a hundred percent. Okay. Now there's a company called lead core. Okay, Ledcore is a huge construction company. They're road builders. They're company builders. They're doing everything else. They they have a trucking company. They, they nonstop. I mean, they're huge as aero transport. Okay, they're they're phenomenal. Now they run a, a grinding division which goes into the bush with grinders and grinds up slash piles after a logging operation. Okay, I have been working a year and a half trying to find how they make money. 
Okay, it, they can't. They absolutely nothing with their costs and how big of an operation it is to go in the bush with a 1.5 million dollar grinder and a crew to to run it and and the breakdowns and everything else and what they're getting per ton for grindings, they're losing their shirt. Okay, and I was told the other day why Leadcore is doing this. Okay, they're doing it so that the government gives them construction contracts because they're an eco-friendly company. It's not a tax write-off. It's a way of promoting the company so that they get bigger contracts somewhere else that are profitable. So that the money that they lose on their grinding division is less than the money that they gain off of the goodwill that they've created. Business is a game. You have to know the rules and you know how to play the rules if you want to win. Okay? So, members of the CFL teams benefiting from taxable benefits from owning a team? Yes, they are. No questions. I will never deny that. Only an idiot would think that. Okay? But the problem is the taxable benefits from owning a CFL team aren't large enough to justify the monetary loss of owning a CFL team. So unless they're getting a benefit somewhere else, it's an economic loss for them to own a CFL team. And the only reason why rich people lose money is because they're having fun. There's no other reason. They're enjoying themselves. They want to look good. I'm the owner of a CFL team, or I'm the owner of an NFL team, or I'm the owner of whatever else. It's all a status symbol, okay? I mean, please do not tell me that Murray Pezum bought the BC Lions because it was a corporate moneymaker, Okay, he just wanted a stage in which to show off his 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 status. Okay, now that's why millionaires should rip his shirt off. Yeah, millionaires shouldn't own CFL teams because they can't afford to lose the money that they do. The only people who have successfully owned CFL teams are billionaires, billionaires because they can afford the losses. They're not trying to buy a tax write off. Do they get taxable benefits for owning a team? Yes. Nobody's going to say they don't because that's, that's just stupid. But that's not the reason why they own a CFL team. Because the, the taxable benefits does not justify the monetary loss of owning a team. End of my rant. Where were we? Anybody want to say anything? Anybody want to debate that? William? Uh, let's get back to football. We only have 40 this, minutes left. This was this is football. This is huge in football Ooh. because this this was a Kelly Bale rant about Nick Lewis knowing everything about the business of football. And it was mm-hmm. just so fucking ridiculous. It's pissed me off. And I really haven't been able to say anything about it until now. And it, it, it only an absolute complete moron 
would 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 think that this that they're doing this because they get they get taxes back. They, they it I, I it just blows my mind. And that doesn't mean that I don't like Kelly Bale, and it doesn't mean that I don't like Nick Lewis. I, I I respect Nick immensely. He's been on our show. We've had our differences, whatever. But I I just cannot believe that he honestly believes this, because he really needs to sit down with an accountant and have the guy explain it to him. But he also believes that the CFL made two hundred million dollars last year, so. Yeah, that's. I'm not going to comment on that. It's just not worth it. Two hundred million dollars. I'm sorry. What was that, William? How did how does he figure this? Him and Bear Words were talking on their podcast, and and they both said the CFO made two hundred million dollars last year. The the league or the teams yes, combined? The or? league. The league. The league. The league. The league. Wow, that was the quote. The league. If if the CFL, absurd, made two hundred million dollars last year, they would have a real commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face well, it. We were all okay. excited when you know a lot of people were excited. TSN signed this huge new deal. Massive new deal, forty yeah. million bucks. Forty-four million dollars. Mm-hmm. It, it's really not a lot of money, in a business sense. I know it's apples and like yeah. oranges. I guess would be the thing, but you look at, especially Major League Baseball and the NFL. Forty million? They spend that on a commercial for Monday Night Football. Hey, it, it, it works out to what? Four point eight million dollars per team? Something like that. That's yeah, a, it, that's, 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 there's, that that almost pays for the whole salary cap. The, yeah, almost, but players in MLB make more than that. NFL make more than that. I mean, that that's that's almost a practice roster position. Oh hell, there's players in Major League Baseball that make hundred million dollar contracts. Oh, I understand. So, so I, I you know, know we're not talking about the ahead. scale of of money on this. With the CFL is the CFL, and don't you know? Don't make you it out to something that, it's not. There's no money. Did no. you see the article that came out about the Rough Riders today? No, but am I going to laugh? The, no, they're in the most danger financially since they almost folded because of oh. everything that's going on. T-shirt sales are down, eh? They're losing... After... It'll, it'll, it'll teach all you guys to spend useless dollars on a stadium, okay? <laughs> like, look at, look at the steps. They've got yep. a perfectly good stadium. It, was, it had the Grey Cup last year. I think it was a big part of why Winnipeg won... Okay, I'm going to take credit for that. Like, why would you spend money on a stadium? Come on. No, well, I think just... that's part of the that might be part of the problem for the riders cuz they had already sunk a bunch of money into stuff for the upcoming Grey Cup 
and there's not going to be a season, nor is there going to be a Grey Cup, so they're not going to get that money back. No. A lot of the money loss is a one-time thing. It was the 650 whatever it was for the Alouettes. So that, that's a huge part of it. But for the Rough Riders, who are by far the most profitable team in the CFL because of all the T-shirt sales, they're in the most danger they've been since they had a telethon. That's not a good thing to hear. No. They're looking at losing $10 million this year. After bills, stuff coming in, like money coming in, money going out, they're looking at a $10 million loss. See. So what are the teams from B.C., Montreal, how much are they actually losing? If the Riders lost $10 million, well, I think every team is going to lose the same amount of money or very close to it, depending on, on what your stadium payments are. Because, you know, the cost is a cost and there's no revenue. You can't pick on Toronto and BC because they have no attendance. You have no attendance either. So, But they've already got losses. The riders are a profitable business. And okay, what's, what's the net worth of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Off the top of my head, I'm not sure. I know I read that they have a $7 million slush fund, which will be okay. up in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, okay. J- just for reference sake, David Braley's worth $2.43 billion. Mm-hmm. He's got $10 million on his night table. Oh, yeah. But this isn't going to affect BC. I, this isn't going to affect Toronto. This, this isn't going to no, affect no, no. Hamilton or Montreal. I'm, stop. I'm wondering what their losses are. If the riders think... are losing $10 million, I'd love to find out. If, you want to change something in the CFL for the good? Every team should pub, have their profit or loss public. Why? You should have to say because. Why? Fan engagement. That only if they're alone. receiving public money. Yeah. BC, the BC Lions don't receive public money at BC Place? No. No. How much did BC pay for the renovations? Nothing. The Lions? Exactly. Nothing. Zero. They didn't receive money. They play in a stadium that was built for free. Or on taxpayer yeah. money, anyway. They pay rent, a lot of rent on that building. Not not really a lot of rent. No, it's no. about a it's about a hundred thousand dollars a game. It, it's really insignificant. Um, that 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 stadium was paid by taxpayer money for the Olympics. It had nothing to do with the BC Lions. That's when were the Olympics? We're, we're, I'm when sorry. Twenty ten in BC. When did yep. they put the new roof on? Twenty ten. The roof was yeah. Well, it was after it was after the Olympics. But that was just one part of the renovation. They did a whole bunch other of other renovations. That and the Lions get to use to that. And the Lions get to use that to a benefit. Of course they do. So does mm-hmm. the, the so does the car show, and so does the uh, boat show, and so does everything else. They just so get to use public, a stadium that was there. It's not public money public for them. Money. No, it's not. No, it's not. Money. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> 
I, I, I'm serious. It's not public money. If if the BC government was writing the BC Lions a check every month because they couldn't afford to to, to stay afloat, okay, it's kind of like what the the government of Manitoba is doing right now for the bombers and saying, okay, well, we'll defer this payment or do or we'll do this payment. That that's receiving government money. The bombers the Lions are not re- three million dollars towards the um, loan payment this year. Yeah, I understand so no. that. Okay, and, and and the same thing in Saskatchewan. The Saskatchewan government, it did that for them. That was that was that that Mosaic Stadium was only built for one reason. It was built well, for course. football. It was built for yep. football. Okay. It was built for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to play football in a new beautiful home. Okay. IGF was built for no other reason than the Bombers. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the five hundred million dollar renovation to BC Place was not done for the BC Lions. They BC Lions could be homeless, and that money still would have been paid. That was done for the Olympics. Okay. That was joint between the federal government and the provincial government to build a stadium for the Olympics. The Winter Olympics, and they only used it for opening and closing ceremonies, which was just a complete waste of money. I would never have done it. I would have knocked the bitch down, and I would have told the BC Lions and the Vancouver Whitecaps to fuck off and die. And why is the rent so cheap? Because that's the agreement that it is. BC, the BC government is not because they own it, right? It's called BC mm-hmm. Pavilion Corporation, Pavco. Okay, mm-hmm. they are not they. It, it, it's a nonprofit organization, and they're not looking to make money. And they're not—they're actually losing money. It's costing the, so the BC taxpayers a shit of money. money. They're—I'm not saying they're benefiting. They're not receiving. There's a difference. And you're no, asking them to open the door. You're asking a private individual to open his books to the public scrutiny for no good reason. That every other, every single other major pro sports league does. Why is Bullshit. the CFL so special? Bullshit. Major League Baseball, they do. NFL, they do. You know exactly how much teams are making and losing at all times. I, I okay. I am sorry. I can't. I can't forum. dispute that. It's all out in the public forum. You know exactly. Mm-hmm. The owners come out and tell you. We lost a hundred million. We made they a billion. They do publish that. He's correct about that. Okay, I, I had no idea. You know I, exactly I how much the, the NHL teams are making or losing. I I just I I don't understand why why anybody would do that. Because the fans are putting out damn good money. In the case of the it, NHL, I can speak to the NHL. I can spend $15,000 on one season ticket. Mm-hmm. Fifteen grand. I want to yeah. know where that money is going. Mm-hmm. It's public money. It's my money. I'm the public. It's not public money. It is when it's the fans who are the public that are putting the money.
money into the owner's you're, you're, you're putting a label on this. It's not. It's private money because you're a private individual that is pri- using your private money to buy a private ticket for your private enjoyment. It's not public. There's, don't, don't, don't use the word public there at all because there's nothing public about what you've just said. Public is when you get money from the government, from taxes. Okay. Public school system, okay? Well, the lions are benefiting from dirt cheap rent from the government. I, but the, but that's a negotiated agreement. Of course it is. Just like the government has the, the right to, to do anything they want. And they, they, this is what they've chosen. Just like it is with the bombers, just like it is with the riders, just like it is with the Edmonton Eskimos. Right. What's your point? Public money. No, public money is they're owned by the public. No, it's public. They're community-owned teams. They're community-owned teams. Yes or no? Public put money. Yeah, they are. Public. Okay, they're the only three teams in the league that that share their financials. Exactly. Because they have to. Legally. They don't have to do a line-by-line item. They do. Uh, They actually they do. No, they don't. We asked Miller about it. They don't have to do a line by line. They can they, just they, do. They, they have to open up their, their their financial statements to any 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 company that is traded publicly, or is owned by the public, or is community owned has to publish their finances. Yeah, but and, we and, get and, line. We get line items. Stuff. Right. You can you can request that from any of those any public company. You can request it. I You'll see get no it. reason why the owners are hiding it. None. Because it's none of your business. Why is the CFL special? But they're not. Yes, they are. They're, if we're going to call them a major sports league, they're the only one that doesn't publish it. Okay, uh, hang on. Are, but it, let's not compare them with a major sports league because they're not a major sports league. But let's let's compare them with privately owned companies because there's a hell of a lot more of those. Well, sports okay. are different from regular companies, though. Why? Sports companies, it's a whole different animal. But, it, it, but legally they're not. Yeah, it is. At the end of the day, it is. No, no because, that's an opinion. Okay, so you're telling that's me. That's an opinion, not a fact. Okay, so you're telling me 33,000 people going to a football game equates to 33,000 people walking into Home Depot? What's the difference between you walking into uh, a football game or you walking in to watch a, a Rolling Stones concert? Nothing. It's entertainment. Yeah, it's entertainment. Do the Rolling Stones publish their, their um, financials? No, but the places they play in. Uh, <laughs> sure, go. You you want the financial statements for Pavco? Go ask the BC government. They'll give you. Get, yeah, they'll give them to you. That's public. But, public company. Public scrutiny. Open for it. Right. They'll even tell you exactly what BC Lions paid you for rent. What's that? They'll tell you exactly what the BC Lions paid for rent last year, to the penny. What mm-hmm. uh, any time. Public money is involved. The BC Lions get cheap rent and play in a free stadium that was built on public money. 
I, I, I don't understand your point. I'll guarantee you, you go on the Vancouver Whitecaps, you'll see all the money they lose or make. I, I would bet against that. The CFL is the only league that doesn't publish profit loss ever. It's none of your business. I, I don't know how else to say that. You're financing the team by going. Yeah, and I'm happy to do so. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I, I, I demand any any special treatment. If well, if it's a publicly traded company, if BC Lions were if BC Lions were on the TSE and were a publicly traded company, you would see every single penny of what had happened. But I guarantee right. you they wouldn't be on the TSE because they lose money. And no company can survive losing money unless you have a sugar daddy. Okay? And that sugar daddy owns 100% of the team. And it's his personal business what he does. It's none of your concern. You have no right to know how much that team loses. Zero. Then, then why is the CFL the outsider on publishing salaries? If this is so horrible... It's the worst thing ever. They're the only major league that doesn't do it. They're probably the only major league that loses money. Oh, there's teams that lose money in the other leagues. Hello, there's a lot. You will follow Major League Baseball at all? At all? No. Charles, would you is it, say is it really a league? Teams? Charles, would say you say again, Mark? teams maybe make money? Probably. You look at some of these stadiums, these like Tampa Bay Devil Rays and some of these other stadiums, and they're playing in a 50,000-seat stadium. They maybe have three or 4,000 people there. I don't see how they make money on that point. And they don't. You're right. Probably maybe half the league makes money. It, it's TV revenues. They make money off their TV revenues more than they do well, off the stands. CFL is the only gate-driven public. league in North America. That is true. But it's, it's the only gate-driven league in North America. It is a valid question, though, because the other leagues do publish their financials. The CFL is the only one reluctant to do that. Now, maybe they don't want people to see how bad a shape they're in or something like that, which I can understand. But Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why, you know, why people want to see this. I, I I would love to see it. I just don't expect it. And the thing is, too, is that these other leagues are maybe doing it uh, voluntarily. I mean, I don't think any of the major sports leagues are obligated no. to um, put out. They do it. They they do it willingly, just like the CFL is not obligated, and they've decided not to do it. So, yeah, it's just weird that they're the only one. Yeah. If the, I, I'm looking for this article on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders where they're losing money. This You said this came out today? Where, did, where is it? Um, Todd put it on Let's Talk CFL. Todd did? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it was him. It may have come from Regina Leader Post. I'm not sure.
And just from a curiosity's sake, I'd love to see how much money BC and Montreal are losing. Toronto. I would yeah, do. Their owners, their owners have pockets deeper than hell, but they're still losing money hand over fist. Well, not according to the information that I've received on the BC Lions is that their sponsorship is financing them, that they actually aren't losing money until there's less than 12,000 fans in the seats. And we are averaging 18 to 22,000, something like that, most games. So they're still in a profitable situation as the BC Lions. Are they awesome profitable? No. But now I, I come back and I'll say because of the sponsorship, okay, yeah, the sponsorship is Orlick Industries. So if Orlick Industries stopped giving BC Lions money, how would it change? Okay, I'm not, I, I'm not, na- I'm, I'm not naive. Yeah. Well, not just that. Is that going back to the days of Bobby Ackles when he returned here as president, and he put together a the Water Boys, which is an organization that still existed today which yes. is a group of businessmen that go out and basically they, they act as like a sponsorship, almost like a a sponsorship rallying where they help uh, bring in other businesses' sponsorship. The Lions have one of the best, if not the best, sponsorships in the league. It, it, it is the, the, the best. Yeah, in particularly because of the work of the Waterboys, which is a a program that Bobby Ackles started when he came back to BC after being down in the NFL. And the, the, they still continue, I believe, uh, what's his name, the old Lions president, the guy uh, I didn't like. Um, Nobody liked him. Uh, I can't remember what his name is now. Um, whatever, it'll come to me, but he's also still part of this Waterboys faction as well. And, and, and without question, that is the the number one reason why the BC Lions are in the financial situation that they are right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Dennis Skulski. Thank you. That's I could not remember his name, but uh, yeah. that's Den- who it was. That's Dennis Skulski. But yeah, that it, it do some research on that one, Mark, if you want, which is called the Water Boys. Now uh, we have not heard from Will in pretty close to an hour. I just want to know if he's still alive out there. William, you still there? Turn on your mic. Yeah, I'm still alive. I just I was listening to you and Mark argue about public companies, and it just doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Sorry, just saying. There's other stuff on the agenda we could get to. That's all I'm going to say, get, buddy. Let, let, that, that, fine, and you know what? You should have spoke up and said that about 20 minutes oh, ago. No, you could have moved fine. on. I, I enjoyed listening to you and Mark argue. My my two cents to that is, if it's my company, you're not fucking you're not gonna know anything about my company. Sorry. No, exactly. Christopher, I just posted the article. Yeah, I saw that. Thanks. Okay, uh, moving down. Uh, created their all uh, three down nation. Oh my god, why are we? Li- why do we still listen to these guys? creating their all-decade team for the 2010-2020, which is their first first their QBs. I don't know. What does this mean? Basically, they're putting together an all-decade team 
So between the years 2010 and 2020, so the last 10 years, and they're putting in basically the top performers. Uh, they're putting together basically a roster of the top performers at each position. Yeah. Okay. I. I we'll get down so to that later. We got Bo Levi Mitchell's number one, and we got Ricky Ray as number two, and Mike Riley in in three. That that's how the QBs uh, stacked out. And then it, it comes down to your other positions. Is that correct? So they actually yes. labeled the rest of the positions on the depth chart. Huh. Interesting. It'll be a weekly thing just to keep conversation going. Right. Yeah. We'll jump, we'll jump back at this one. Uh, James Walder Jr. retires due to his, uh, the league uncertainty. Well, you know, I would have said, who gives a shit? I'm just sick of, of people like Brandon Banks and James Wilder and, and, you know, people who just mouth off and, and are not really all that good to the league. But if you look at some of the things that um, Todd posted today about this conversation, Wilder was actually an amazing running back. Uh, he, uh, he was like, no lower than third place on touches, catches, uh, yards after catch, yards after touch. Uh, All of the really important stats, in my opinion, that need to be aired, uh, Wilder was right up there at the top of the league. And uh, good on him. I, I had no idea he was actually that good. Because all I, you know, it's just his mouth pisses me off all the time. And uh, hang on, here's this thing that Todd posted up. Here it is. Since entering the CFL, James Walder Jr. ranks second in yards per touch, third in yards per catch, fourth in yards per rush, and second in yards after contact. Those are four very important categories that we do not get of enough credit to. And you've got to realize that James Wilder Jr. played for the Toronto Argonauts and the Montreal Alouettes. That's like Mike Riley playing on the BC Lions so, yeah, and, no, and no, having the so same the stats second, that Bo has on the best Yeah, league. but he had the second most touches and blah, blah, blah on a 4-14 four and 14 team. Yippee. No, 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 no. That's CFL. That's not in Toronto. Well, pardon That's... me. Yeah, I get that, but he still played in Toronto. Yes. And if he's the best, if he's the best player on Toronto's team, he's going to get the ball more. Pretty simple. Yeah, but when you're second in yards per touch, okay, that was my argument years ago with you about John Cornish and Andrew Harris, because Andrew Harris's yards per touch was higher than Cornish. Cornish just got the ball more. Okay? It's not, amount, uh, it's not amount of touches. It's actually a statistic per touch. Yards per touch. Yards per catch. Yards per rush. Yards after contact. Those are important. 
if it he just got the most amount of touches and the most amount of catches and uh, so it, I, it wouldn't be know, the same. I, I, I just I just don't I, I you know what I I gotta look this up. I gotta look James Wilder up because I'm sorry he did something in the first year in the CFL where he won the rookie award, but since then he's done sweet fuck all and. I don't know. For some reason, you didn't mention my comment on on that post about James Wilder retiring, because I did make a comment too. Did you? I you me. I, I, I really don't care. Uh, your comment's not here. That was my. That was that was my comment. Yeah, it is there. <laughs> I'm not seeing it on this page. I'm looking for it well, too. Well, maybe it wasn't. I usually don't comment on anything Todd does. So. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. It's. It's not on here. Sorry. You know, that. honestly, Will, that was my opinion of James Wilder. I was 100% in agreement with you until I started looking at some of these stats. If these stats are real. Yeah, but I don't care about stats. That's what I like to say. I don't care about stats. To me, the guy didn't. The guy did not leave an impact in my mind he was on that was he on Toronto's winning team when they beat Calgary yes he was was he a big part of that win I don't think so so one of the things that I just just read in here is that uh, he got a $25,000 signing bonus in January from uh, the Montreal Alouette <laughs> Montreal hired did, did I mention to you that he's probably Darian Durant's cousin? I think it's shades of Darian Durant. Yeah. I, I want to see how much shade here. comes at him about that. Durant got roasted. But, yeah. Okay. So, here you go. In my mind, okay, in my mind, a guy who had 872 yards in 17 games, 691 yards in 13 games, 464 yards in 14 games is not a star in the CFL. I can't argue with that. Yeah. When he's on, he's one of those guys that when he's on, he's on. And when he's off, he's off. Yeah. I think, I think if he had been on a better team than Toronto, let's say he say he had been on Calgary's team. I can see him being another Jerome Messam. Okay. But he had way too much attitude from the day he got to the CFL. And I oh, don't agreed. like players like that. Yeah. Agreed. And I, I will I won't give guys like that credit because I'm sorry, I just don't like them. I just remember I, I, that whole rigmarole with him going uh, after that one year thing that uh whining about his contract and saying he wasn't going to play yeah. before and he was going to walk away and so on. And yeah, basically whined and forced him into giving them a new contract. That And then after he got the contract, and it was a bit much bigger contract, his numbers were not spectacular. They didn't no. warrant the type of attitude he was putting out. No, absolutely not. You see, bottom, you see, bottom line for me is... Okay, so you start talking about James Wilder, so then we bring up Andrew Harris. Despite not liking Andrew Harris, I don't like Andrew Harris, you know that. 
the man has passion for football. There's no doubt about that. Okay? But you have John to respect Cornish, him. John Cornish had passion for football, no doubt about it. And you can name a number of guys who have passion for football, and I don't think James Wilder is one of them. No. Agreed. It, it, so, it just, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised I'll... we're even giving him more than two minutes. Just saying. I always felt that because his dad was a player who played down in the NFL, that he always considered himself too good for the CFL. Well, Even I, I though think he didn't that's very crazy numbers. Yeah, I can't argue with that. But just the way he he conducted himself. Okay. Wait, we're actually running out of time on this podcast. I would never have thought that possible, but we're not even halfway through this thing. <laughs> okay, th- this is on me, okay? My fault, 100%. I did not keep us focused tonight. That's okay, uh, whatever uh, we don't catch you tonight, we'll, go to the, we'll leave for next week. I, I'm, we're going to leave that Bull Levi Mitchell-Mike Riley duo to next week, please. And, oh, and Scott Malone. That's a two-hour conversation. That's a two-hour that conversation. That could be an entire show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the Scott Milanovic, because I like I, I like Scott, and I, I those two things could be the entire show next week. Um, a former XFL executive believes that the Houston Roughnecks could beat any CFL team. Is he delusional? Um, yes. No, I just don't think I don't think he's delusional. I just don't think he, I, I'd use the word ignorant because I really don't think that he knows what the CFL is. Um, and, and if I, if, you know, I, I didn't follow the XFL. So uh, the Houston Roughnecks were a dominant team in the XFL in the season that they had. Is that correct? Uh, yep. They were one of the top teams. Okay. Against a bunch of pathetic teams. Okay. That's like saying I'm the best team in the Eastern division. Yep. Okay, I'm sorry. That doesn't mean that you're the best team overall. So I, I have a problem with his comment. I would love to see the Houston Roughnecks come up here into the CFL and play some football and see how dominant they are. Call them on it. Bring it up. Play each one of the CFL teams one exhibition game, and we'll just pummel their ass. CFL rules. You're calling us out. They're on our rules. Come up here and play CFL rules. Houston Roughnecks. Ha! I'm not buying it. Are you? William, you got an input on this? You watched all the XFL games. You watched the Houston Roughnecks. Could they beat the CFL teams? No. But that guy's uneducated. I always hear. I always hear people also talking about some top uh, NCAA teams could be the CFL team. And I'm going to tell you right now, no chance in hell. No. Of course not. You're talking men against boys, okay? Mm-hmm. No chance in hell. You're talking 160-pound receivers going up against 200-pound yeah, linebackers. You're, you're, talking, you're talking... That's a little linebacker. Men against boys. Men against yep. boys, that's what you're talking about. And then if you take the XFL, I, you know what? They were, you know, it was okay football. It was football. Because of football. 
Okay. But did any of them ever impress me that much? No. Not even close. So you can believe what you want to believe. I believe that some CFL teams could beat some NFL teams, to be honest with you. But that's just my opinion. Or depending on depending on what game you played. I can't argue that. Maybe he's just trying to keep uh, his name in the XFL circles because Vince McMahon is trying to buy it out of bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Probably. So maybe he thinks that they'll start up again. Mm-hmm. But I'll point out here, too, that a lot of these guys were in the XFL because they couldn't, they couldn't crack a CFL roster. A lot of these guys tried to go to the CFL and couldn't make it. That's why they were down in the NFL. Not all of them, but a lot of them were. There was some CFL has-beens down there. Yeah, there was. Old guys. Okay. Just watching the time here. Uh, I just wish. I just wish sometimes the CFL would promote their game like we promote their game. Oh, I know. Wouldn't that be nice? Okay, because we all, we obviously all love the CFL. We have passion for the CFL. CFL is great football. I just don't know if some of these guys realize how great the football is compared to some of the other crap I have to watch. Just saying. I've got this overabundance of energy nowadays, these guys, too, by the way. (laughs) I'm so excited about my gym opening on on Friday. <laughs> it's going to be scary. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just... Do you want to just tee us? We, we've got like a minute left in the show, so we really can't do too much of anything, but one of the things that we got here is the uh, TN unveils the all time blue bombers list. Uh, There's a couple of notable uh, things in here that I'd like to deal with their quarterback, all time, best quarterback, Kenny Fion. Yeah. Okay. Um, Stanley Bryant, active player on this list. Willie Jefferson. Willie Jefferson made the list for being on the team one year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Number one special teamer, Wade Miller. I always thought that that was kind of like a a real consolation prize, isn't it, being the best all-time special teamer? Special team player. I mean, hey, he I, had at least one rule change because of him. Yeah. I I mean, I love Marco Iannucci, but he literally, he was a special teamer his entire Oh, yeah, he probably has 20 yards rushing. I'd love to see Wade Miller run down the field now. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a waddle. If, if he got to the 25, he'd be doing well. Oh, I, I don't think he'd get that far. He'd be panting and down on the hands and puking, I think. And I was it's just not going to happen. I was absolutely convinced the running backs were going to be Charles Roberts and Andrew Harris, but Andrew Harris didn't make the list. Nope. 
I, hey, he and he pro- I, I think he I think he should be on that list. Uh, beside the point. Uh, this has uh, been the Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number four hundred and forty-one. I've been your host, Christopher, and I've uh, got to apologize for this show. I, I actually I loved it. I've enjoyed every minute of it. But uh, we did get off base and moving all over the place and didn't get everything covered. But hey, we got to talk football for two hours. And what the hell is that? What this is all about? Uh, so good night to everybody, Charles. Go real fast, guys. We got thirty seconds. Good night, folks. We'll listen, we'll uh, talk to you next week. Have a good week. Mark, Stay safe. Okay, folks. Yes, they got the running backs right, Christopher. Ah, but so be it. Uh, we'll good see night, folks. Uh, will good you night, go, folks? Talk to you again next week. Cheers. Take care, brother.